Welcome into the JMB Podcast. My name is Bobby Levine. Alongside me is Jackson Schroeder. And joining us for the first segment with MLB is Lucas Moore. Usually talking about soccer, but now we're switching up. Max is a little sick. A lot of sick. A lot of sick. A lot of sick. Guy's got some mono getting better. Moving forward with that. Hopefully he'll be on with us next week. We were supposed to do it at the Pigskin tonight. Unfortunately, they had a social. It is yeah. Greek week here in Athens, Ohio. Um, for our fraternity here at the seat of the table, we're going to do it in Baker, as always. <laughs> Next week, hopefully, we'll be back in the Pigskin for one of the last podcasts of the semester. Um, huge news moving forward with the podcast. We just got a deal with the Pigskin. Chris Roach, thank you very much. Every Jackets fan and Penguins fan out there, hockey tomorrow night is in Athens for the playoffs. We'll talk about this next segment with the NHL, but right now we have a deal for every single watch party is going to be held at the Pigskin, including our podcast next week, should have been this week. We'll talk about that another time. Big shout out again to to the original uh, sponsor here, J&J Mobile Detailing. Go down right behind Avalanche Pizza, get your car washed, cleaned, shampooed, uh, power washing services and detailing. So go check out J&J Mobile Detailing, as always. Tell Joe, if not Big John, that the J&B podcast sent you down. They'll give you a great discount with that. Let's hop into the MLB, shall we? We shall. We shall. Season got started last week, last Monday, or last Sunday, I guess. Opening day technically was Monday for everyone else besides six teams. The season's getting away. A couple teams surprised, a couple teams faltering early on. It's still a long season. Yeah. 162-game going season through the dog days of summer. My team, the Cincinnati Reds, are in first place. <laughs> Knock on we'll wood. We'll see how long. The bullpen's pitching outstanding. Lucas Moore, what have you seen as a whole in the MLB so far? Well, you mentioned the Reds. Yes. The last time the Reds didn't start in first place through the first seven games was the year last year they made the playoffs. They were first place. They were 6-0 and in and, uh, 15, and 4-2 and in 15. And they're 5-2 and two again. So as a Reds fan, I'm like, oh. Seen a lot of the same thing. Yeah, you've seen a lot of the same thing, and we talked about that. You know, my biggest uh, surprise is a, is a disappointment. The Cardinals start off two and five. You just don't like seeing a team like the Cardinals like that. Giants are off to a pattering start. The Indians lost three straight. So there's a couple teams in there that you're like, uh, in terms of individual players, Jay Bruce's four home yep. runs. Zespin has hit three today. today could so. even hit more. Uh, that game's currently uh, active. So. Those are all mini little surprises. And the thing about baseball is there's no other sport which you really truly get the best teams because you have such a big sample size. In a football season, you get one guy gets hurt for six weeks, there goes your sample size. Um, you have a team that makes a nice little run, they get lucky in a few games, and they can make the playoffs. In baseball, you have to have an extreme run of luck or be really good to actually make the playoffs because it's such a big sample size. That's why the playoffs are such a wild card. You have a team like the Athletics won 100 games, what, three years straight, out in the first round each time yes. because it's such it's such a wild card. I always say that um, single A, the lowest single A team will beat a Major League Baseball team in 120 games will beat them 30 times. You think so? Because that's just how baseball works. Yeah. You get an individual talent, as long as you can not make errors. Yeah. If you get an individual pitcher that has a good day or you ground into a lot of ground balls, it happens like that, but baseball really extrapolates it out. So if you're a fan of a team that started really well, be excited, of course, yeah. because you know this could be the start of actually that's something really good. I remember the Astros, they were really bad, really bad, really bad. Then they started hot, and you're like, oh, wait, well, this is not real. And then halfway through the season, you're like, okay, this is real. Um, Max McDoolin, actually, he, he always tells me about the 30-game rule, and I completely subscribe to this theory. You will have a very strong indication. I say moderately strong. He says very strong. 
about what your team is after 30 games. After 30 games, if they're 20 and 10, you can start getting excited. If they're 25 and 5, you can really be excited about your baseball team then. Because when you have, that's a, that's a big enough sample size to start making judgments. Right now, I'm very cautious about making judgments. I'm really excited about what the Reds are doing. Though. Yes. I, I, because it's not just that they're winning. Because their 6-0 and starts from years before were different. This one feels different because they're winning with innovation. Yep. So Brian Price's innovative bullpen, extremely creative, awesome. They're winning with pitching, yeah. which is very important. They're winning with big run differentials, and they're beating good teams. Yeah. So Phillies are improved, Cardinals are always Cardinals, and the Pirates are a decent team. Yes. Um, so if they can continue this and maintain that level of bullpen success with this innovation, then it can be a season of above 500 baseball, and we're playing important games in August, and that's all you can really ask for as a Reds fan at this point. Absolutely. Um, my, my biggest surprise so far is, is the um, – well, who I look to have a really good season is actually the New York Mets, and that's actually a little yeah. biased mm -hmm. towards me. But the way they're playing tonight, their offensive power and also their pitching power, that's really what gets them there is their starting pitching, and their bullpen is pretty solid too. It's not the best, but where you start with DeGrom, um, yeah. Harvey, and Syndergaard especially, if you look at the mechanics of Syndergaard and how much he's progressed yeah. since two years ago even when he was the second starter, maybe third, on that team, if you look at his mechanics and how good he is, he's looked, um, and he's really he's really become the Mets' number one ace pitcher there. And um, with Cespedes and Jay Bruce both already having over over four home runs, um, I don't know. They're they're looking really good. They lost a couple games to the Marlins, um, but they're still at the top of the NL East, and uh, they're looking strong. I think the Mets are the team that'll stay there though. I, I, agree. I, I They've got. They're built solid. They've got talent across the board. They're not relying on any surprises. But if they get a nice one of Jay Bruce having a resurgence back to those 30 yeah. home runs, 100 RBI years, that's something. That's what you want to be as a baseball team. Yeah. You, you want to be in that place where we can be really good if everybody just does what they're supposed to. Yeah. And we can be really, really good if somebody surprises us. But the, where the Reds are is like we need everybody on this team yeah. to surprise us. 100. percent Looking at the NL East, I think the two teams that will be top the entire division, as you said with the Mets, is going to be the Nationals. I think Dusty Baker is too good of a manager, yeah, I like and the Baker team is too stacked right now. they got Trey Turner, who's a young stud, Bryce Harper, who's also young, but he's faced the MLB right now. Yeah. He's an absolute oh, yeah. stud. And they have players that are all around him. It's not just one player. They have Scherzer, who's an all-star Cy Young pitcher. Uh, moving forward, their bullpen's stalled, too. Yeah. You've got to move forward with the bullpen. They've got a great bullpen with that. The Mets are loaded everywhere pretty much. They're, that NL East division, whoever whoever gets second place doesn't win that division, look for them to win a good wild card spot and make a decent run into the playoffs because yep. that those are two strong teams coming out of the NL East. There. Well, Dusty Baker, you always got to watch. I still don't trust Dusty Baker. I think Dusty Baker is a great manager. Don't think the Reds should ever got with him. They should never, never. They should have kept with him. <laughs> the Nationals in a one-game playoff, a Dusty Baker-managed team in a playoff. That's scary. It, like so, if they can get past one game, maybe they can make a run. Now, if the Nationals win the division, I think now we're really talking. The, I think they're the, year, really the, the year the Giants beat the Reds was the fluke season when Cueto was blow, blew his arm out after seven, eight pitches. Mm -hmm. If that didn't happen, that bullpen would have been rested. They would have had enough starters to make it through the whole series. They couldn't. They had to put Mike Leake in at the end that lost the series. If you get them to a five-game series with Dusty Baker, I do put money on Dusty Baker to win that series. That is my thing. It's just he's always had great teams. Yes, he's always gotten them very yes. far. Because he's a very good player manager. Yes. Oh, for sure. Not not as great with strategy, but that, that's another thing. Yes. Where, but he's always been a great player manager. So speaking. It's just in playoffs, he's just. 
you know, fall short, kind of like yeah. Marvin Lewis, which he's also in Cincinnati, so it yeah. kind of hurts me Absolutely. that it both happens that way. So, yeah. What are you going to say? Speaking negatively, who who is your worst team? I want to say one thing before we, we even switch it out. I have two, two things on positive things. The Reds, right now, I know we talked about the Reds with you a little bit. Uh, again, my, my love for baseball started with Cincinnati. It will always end in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, the offense, this is a quote from my, one of my best friends, Brett Campbell, and I were texting today. The offense we knew was going to be there. They've got talent yeah. oh, all yeah. over that lineup. The pitching staff in the bullpen has been outstanding. The bullpen last year was the reason why the Reds were so bad. They did, had all these young star pitchers that they, did, they couldn't fill in a bullpen spot because the starting rotation was so bad. They have a solid five right now. Uh, rookie Davis is their number three guy, and then the fifth guy is Brunson Royal. As long as they can get five, six innings and just get through the game, they should have fine. They should be fine with Amir Garrett. They should be fine yeah. with Scott Feldman right now, and they should be fine with um, Brandon Finn again. As long as as long as you can get Di yeah. Stefani back and you get Homer Bailey back, then you move those arms to the bullpen. The bullpen becomes that much stronger. The Reds have eleven guys in the bullpen this year, which is outstanding. They've got one of my favorite guys, um, De, not De, yeah, Anthony Di Stefani. He played two ways. He hit a pitch-in home run for the Reds in Game 3, the first time the Reds had a pitch-in home run all year. Last year they didn't have one the entire year. Yeah. That blows my mind. It's a pitcher stepping pitcher. in, yeah. hitting one to deep center field, and they threw 21 straight outs to win the game yesterday. Well, it's another innovative thing Price is doing. He's making sure his pitchers are competent hitters yes. because then you can have more pitchers yes. on the squad. You don't have to take them out. And then you can have a deeper bullpen. Yes. You can leave your pitchers in. And, hey, I'm just throwing this guy in next inning. And I want to save my backup catcher and maybe Scooter for a later inning situation. I can bring him in as a pinch hitter, get my pitcher out now. And it just gives so much more flexibility when you teach your pitchers how to hit. And if this is successful for the Reds, and if they continue to do it throughout the year, that remains to be seen. Yes. But if they continue to do that, that's an innovation that will stick with baseball yes. for a long time. This could be. This could be. Because then your pitchers, okay, I need to learn how to hit so I can come in innings earlier. The Reds have four position players on the bench, and I've never seen this where a uh, Manager puts in a relief pitcher in front of those four guys, yeah. and the guy goes yard. That just shows you how crazy it is. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back. We're talking about negative things, though, here on JB Podcast. So, I'm kind of new here, but I've noticed a trend. My human does this funny thing where she goes around and gets all my toys, and then she hides them in that basket by the door. You know, but it's always the same basket. And it's always in the, in the same place. And then she acts so surprised when I find them. But, you know, she's putting them in the same basket. Again. It's like, hello? That's where you put it last time. You were the worst at hide-and-go-seek. kitchen surfaces, utensils, and hands with soapy water. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year. Keep your family safer. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. And we're back here on JMB Podcast. I'm Bobby Line. Alongside me is Jackson Schroeder. And still with us for MLB is Lucas Moore. Guys, go check out the pigskin on Core Street. They have an unbelievable menu. The kitchen's open till 9 p.m. every single night. They got deals all week long. Tomorrow, Wednesday, the Jackets take hosts the Pittsburgh Penguins game one of the playoffs. <laughs> the OU artillery will be there, loud in support. 
every Jackets fan, every Penguins fan, come out support the Jackets and the Penguins. It's going to be a crazy series to see everybody in their true colors for this playoff. I mean, this is the best of both worlds in hockey. Definitely. And before you drive over to the Big Scan, yes. you got to make a stop right behind Avalanche Pizza to J&J &J Mobile Detailing if you want to get your car washed, cleaned. We love to shampoo the cars yes. over there, yep. you know. So uh, stop by J&J &J Mobile Detailing and Power Washing Services. Check that out. So now before we, we, we took break, we were actually talking about the positive things in the MLB. We're switch gears now. I know it's still very early. What are the negative things you've seen? What, what has disappointed you? We'll start with you, again, Lucas Moore. The Cardinals. I mean, they just, it's a bad stretch, I think. But we, if we're talking early season, I think the Cardinals come out and they're 2-5. and five. So That's not a Cardinals record. I mean, it's just not a Cardinals run. I think they'll change it. But when we talk about early disappointments, it has to be, has to be the St. Louis Cardinals, in my opinion, because it's not that they had an exceptional roster coming in. It was the Cardinals. It's yeah, kind of like yeah. seeing the Steelers start out in yep. four or something like that. It's, you know, it's the Cardinals. If the Patriots come out of the blocks one and three, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Um, I remember when they lost, they were two and two and lost to the Chiefs, and the world freaked out. Yep. Uh, so the Cardinals being two and five is an initial worry that I have an initial disappointment. Other than that, there's nobody that's significant, than maybe the Mariners, but other than that, I'm not like, whoa, that's a really bad start for a team. Fair enough. So I've got my, my worst is the Toronto Blue Jays. You've got a team that's starting off this season 1-5, fifth in the AL East. I, they're going to pick it up. They've got some injuries with uh, Donaldson. Um, but the way that they've been playing and the way they've been hitting is not that kind of playoff caliber team that you expect to get back to the playoffs. They were in the AL championship game last year, and a lot of people predicted them to beat the Indians. They should have. They were the favorites. Um, so coming back off of that run last year to um, the last four teams in baseball, starting off 1-5, and a little shaky, not looking too good offensively, um, I would be a little worried, but not too worried, because your best player is out injured right now. So uh, they lost Encarnacion over the yeah, that's uh, off a huge, of the that's a huge yeah. part of their lineup. And it's just like you miss a piece like that; it's going to take a little bit to adjust. Even if it, if you might not ever adjust to a loss like Encarnacion, their lineup is, itself is loaded with stud, huge power hitters. They lose Edwin Encarnacion. Tulowitzki is slow out of the gate, which hurts your lineup even more because that's a stud. That's a stud veteran. That guy is a huge guy to be in a five-six hole. For the Blue Jays, and when he starts out batting one of 20, that's going to kill your middle of your yeah. lineup. You can't get anything going. You're always getting it out at that position. Again, it's week it's week one and a half. It's yeah. very, very they early, are, folks. They are at the bottom of just about every single hitting statistic yep. right now, though. So that's a little concerning. So My team, I'm going to stay out in the AL, this time out west, is the Seattle Mariners. Folks, not much people talk about them. They haven't been good in the last pretty much since Ichiro. <laughs> started out pretty much. I mean, right. Kegerby Jr. back in the 90s, that might 90s be the, last the last time they were actually really, really good well, and they, not great. They had that record-setting team in the early 2000s that disappointed in the playoffs. Yes. They won almost 120 games. Yes. And since that point, nothing. Bottom. Yeah. These guys have an unbelievable pitching staff. They got Edwin Diaz, a stud pitcher from Puerto Rico who pitched for the Puerto Rican team in the World Baseball Classic. They had James Paxton, and they've also got number one guy coming out of Every, I mean, back in the day, he was a mud sud. King Felix Hernandez. I mean, yeah. you don't get you don't get the nickname yeah. King for nothing. I mean, the guy's a Cy Young winner. Uh, they have Iwakama. He's a great pitcher. The pitching staff is great. Then you go to the infield. Might be one of the best infielders in all baseball. They got Robinson Cano, Kyle Seager, who might be one of the most undervalued players in all of baseball. Gene Segura, who they picked up from Milwaukee, and they can't do anything right now. 
Uh, they just got a huge win the last, uh, excuse me, last night. Right now they're two and six. Very early on, but you need to get hot right now. I yeah. mean, not right now, but you want to start out of the gate. It's better to start off five and two than two and five. Can we agree on that? Oh, oh without a doubt. Okay, that's like, not arguable. I mean, that's it's not really a point. <laughs> Well, you can argue. You can argue the value of five and two, yeah, but you can't say two and five. Yeah, we're starting out the gate slow. We're to get them when we really want them. <laughs> but no, it just it frustrates me to see Seattle. They had all these high hopes coming in, and just to show the fans right now that you know what we can't really win on the road. They're one and six. Yeah, they just got the win last night at home for opening day, which is super late in the in the, in the season to start their first opening day. Yeah. Maybe we'll see if they get things going at home. Well, the Indians just had their opening day today. Uh, today, too. Oh, the Reds just scored. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. There two you go. one Reds. <laughs> two one Reds. You're watching. <laughs> Uh, I just like this time of year. Baseball is yes. a consistency throughout. I mean, you're not watching every game nine innings. Yes. But you're checking in on the seventh, eighth, and ninth. My favorite memory as a Reds fan was I'd come home from usually a baseball game. Yeah. Myself. Yeah, yourself so playing in middle school or high school. I'd play, you know, play in high school. I'd come home, and the Reds were really good. So I'd come home, take a shower, eat, flip on the Reds game. It's the yep. seventh, eighth, and ninth. And yep. I get to watch the relievers. He hits, and I get to watch Aroldis Chapman come on and get the win. <laughs> now, 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 baseball itself, the first six innings are very crucial, but the last three innings are the main part of the game. Yes. You win and lose the games with mm-hmm. your bullpen. If you have a good bullpen, you're set to go. Of course. So moving forward, we'll hopefully have you on once again. Yeah. And hopefully Max can come on. Yeah. Max, I'd love to have a four-man panel with this. Max can <laughs> talk all day about this. Yeah, Max can talk all day about, uh, especially the sport of baseball. And, and we are... It's just awesome, and I'm, we're going to go to a game on May fifth, and so it's, it's just it's a Reds game. It's yeah. a part of everything. Yep, love the Reds, love baseball in general. It's a long season though, so it is a long season. Hopefully, guys. the Reds will make it longer. This is the game eight <laughs> of one hundred and sixty-two. If your team is not starting out well, relax. <laughs> Start panicking in the middle of May. Yeah, I mean if you're if you're really bad, like if you're one in ten, then hit the panic button. Hit but, the panic button, then. But yeah, it's middle of that. May. Middle of May is when you need to panic or get excited. Yes, absolutely. Sure. Guys, Lucas Moore joining us here at the seat at the table, the J and B podcast. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have all the entire hockey playoffs here. J and B podcast. So I'm kinda new here, but I've noticed a trend. My human does this funny thing where she goes around and gets all my toys, and then she hides them in that basket by the door. You know, but it's always the same basket, and it's always in the, in the same place. And then she acts so surprised when I find them, but, you know, she's putting them in the same basket. Again. It's like, hello? That's where you put it last time. You were the worst at hide-and-go-seek. Clean kitchen surfaces, utensils, and hands with soapy water. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year. Keep your family safer. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Welcome into the JB Podcast. I'm, I, my name is Bobby Vine. Alongside hey. me is Shane Dazen and Ethan, big sexy papa sexy Graham over here. How are you? Uh, you guys got some announcements. Yeah, you got a couple here. Go ahead, read them off real quick. First off, I would uh, like to let everyone know that Shane Dazen and I will be um, the color and play-by-play man for Ohio Bobcats hockey next year. Um, 
Shane did play-by-play this year. Andrew Gillis uh, was awarded the editor job of the post. He stepped down, and I was lucky enough to uh, be somehow selected for that job. So if you're watching Ohio Bobcats Hockey next year on at AVW Hockey on Twitter, uh, you're going to be seeing our wonderful faces and some of the best hockey coverage in the ACHA. So get ready for that. Look out for that. Season starts last week of September. Yep, it's going to be a great time. And before we get started with all that, we'd like to thank our sponsors once more here. Uh, obviously, things aren't going as planned tonight for us at the Pigskin, but we'll be back there next week. Make sure you're checking that out all week long here as we head into the NHL playoffs, talking about those promotions we're going to be having uh, with the Columbus Blue Jackets artillery down at the Pigskin and, of course, our boys down at J&J Mobile Detailing. Send you uh, down there and get your car cleaned up right with all the guys down there, uh, they do a great job, as we said before. Outstanding. Yeah, can't wait to uh, take my car down there after this uh, Easter weekend and uh, get it cleaned up here for spring break. Or, uh, excuse me, enough for spring break. I wish it was spring break. Summer yeah, break, man. Summer break, oh my goodness. Yeah, a couple more weeks of school, don't want that. We got the news mm-hmm. going on. Ohio Hockey, they went to the championship this past year. Score to go their way. And we got all our sponsors here, J&J Mobile Detailing and the Pigskin Bar on Court Street. Let's dive into some hockey playoffs. Let's. It's about time. Tell me about it. Guys, if you're watching right now live, please write comment below your favorite team moving forward in the NHL playoffs uh, to win it all. That'd be awesome. Obviously, a lot of us will be Columbus fans. If you don't think Columbus is going to win it all, pick your team and tell us why. Um, we'll hopefully read off a couple of these answers. So we got the bracket pulled up here. We'll start in the West. Yeah. We'll save the East for the, for, for the last part. Um, we'll get the f- number one seed overall in the West, Chicago Blackhawks, going against the Nashville Predators. Yep. Redheads. Yeah. Who's going to win this series? Oh and why? man, yeah. I really, I really want to tell you guys that Nashville's going to come in here and surprise everybody in the league, but it's hard to go against a team yep. like Chicago consistently at the top of the standings there in the Western Conference and honestly in the NHL itself. Uh, you know, three Stanley Cups in the last six or seven years for this Chicago franchise, and they got guys again like. Patty Kane, Jonathan Taze, uh, you know, Corey Crawford leading uh, the helm there in Chicago. You got to think that uh, their offensive ability is just a little bit too much for a team like the Predators to handle. Nashville, uh, you know, solid team this year, a little bit of a, you know, run of the mill type squad uh, finishing there in the middle of the pack. And you got that really uh, power heavy team like Chicago. Uh, You know, I don't see. The Predators really being able to stay with them for seven straight games. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to agree with you too. I like the Blackhawks in five games, like Nashville, to maybe squeak one out there. But you look at that playoff pedigree, like you said, you know, with Corey Crawford, with Taze, with Kane, and now Breadman, Artemi Panarin in there. I challenge you to find, you know, a more talented, a more score, better scoring line in hockey than Breadman, Panarin, and Patty Kane. There's those yeah. two right there. It doesn't even matter who you throw with them. I mean, it seems like they know where they where each other are on the ice at all times, regardless of what zone they're in. So uh, with those three or four guys, I don't really see them losing in the first round. Probably not even close to uh, being a six or seven game series. It's going to be unique seeing Ryan Johansson in the playoffs again, second year in a row now with the Predators. Uh, I just think Corey Crawford's going to be too strong in the, in the net. I think I think right now Nashville wasn't as good, and right now Chicago's hot. Yeah, that's a no. good good thing to be going to the playoffs right now. They've got all the playoff caliber caliber team team built around Patrick Kane and everyone yeah. else. I mean, the team's set. They're yeah, ready you look to go. at you look at what they've been able to do in these last couple years, especially being tied up against the cap there in some of their most recent championship runs, and uh, that's got to wear on a team like Chicago. Yet 
they've been able to fill those spots in the lineups with homegrown talent or with uh, you know cheaply signed free agent acquisitions or trade acquisitions, and they've really been able uh, you know to keep that core uh, solidified with these complementary pieces. Guys like you know Hartman for Chicago, for example, who have done a great job. Guys like uh, Richard Panic who have come in there and have uh, you know helped solidify things on that top nine forward unit for Chicago. So you got to like Chicago's depth in this series, but a couple guys for Nashville that really stick out for me. Obviously, uh, Philip Forsberg, their leader there down uh, in uh, Music City, 30-plus uh, goals again, second straight season, which he's done that, and uh, first Predator in team history to pull that feed off two years in a row. Another guy for them, Victor Arvidsson, was a 60-point getter, 30-point uh, scorer for the Predators. So you have a little bit of uh, talent up front for the Predators, uh, just to lack that depth that Chicago really has. Something I, I want to mention before we move on from this series, uh, we, need, we neglected to mention that back line of Chicago, too, mm -hmm. that solid blue line. Guys like Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, you know, Nicholas Halverson has been a huge player this year, yeah. having a breakout season. Brent Seabrook really just goes down the line. I don't really see um, any way they lose in the first round. Probably the closest thing you get to a lock over Washington in the series. Staying in the Central Division, we get a two against a three seed. The Minnesota Wild, the team that came out of the gate I guess towards the middle of the season, they got really hot with Dubnik. Mm -hmm. uh, they're playing against the St. Louis Blues. You know, let's do a thirty second. We'll do a thirty second. Uh, you have a timer on this right yeah. here. Yeah. We'll do a thirty second. Thirty second uh, first on who you have, and then fifty second why they're going to win later on. Is that cool? Okay. We'll start with Ethan. Thirty second. Perfect. You got a timer ticket. Start it up now. Go ahead. All right, cool. I like Minnesota to win this series. St. Louis, they have a ton of points. They made it to the playoffs, but it seems like they've been struggling all year. It seems like they've been stubbling. Uh, fired Ken Hitchcock at the middle of the in the middle of the season. Uh, I like Minnesota to win this series. You know they're slacking off towards the end of the season. I like Dubnik uh, to get hot again in this first round. Give me the Wild. The Wild. All right, we're gonna start with you right now. Go ahead. Yeah, I think Bruce Bro uh, Bruce Boudreaux syndrome strikes again uh, there in the St. Paul Minneapolis area for Minnesota fans. Uh, a guy that has been to the Stanley Cup playoffs with Anaheim the last four years and has exited in the first round every single time after uh, clinching his division is taking this wild team back to the playoffs. I think that uh, you know he's good enough coach to get him there, not a good enough coach to lead them to the promised land. I think St. Louis and Mike Yo uh, come in here and eke out a series in seven games. All right, I'm going to have to go against both you guys. I have the wild, Dubnik. I just like you have to have the best goaltender. And I think having that right now, I know I know they've been struggling as of recently, but having that last game at home if they do go Game 7, I think they'll be fired up in Minnesota. It's the first time in a while they've had a good team. So I'm excited to see what Minnesota can do. I got the Minnesota Wild going there. Anything else you guys want to say on this? You guys have 15 I don't know seconds. if we've ever seen a more dominant Minnesota team. You know, they, yes. made, they made it to the um, Western Conference Finals, their second or third year of existence there. But I think this is a much better and much more well-rounded team than them. So it's going to be a tough road. Uh, if they want to get back to the Western Conference Finals like they did all those years ago, probably going to have to go through Chicago, but it's certainly doable for the Wild there. Yeah, Wild built strong up the middle, obviously Dubnik in net, but guys like Eric Stahl who have come in and revitalized their career, guys like Michael Granlund who have come up and have had solid seasons for them, guys like Miku Koivu who have continued to be solid veteran presences in their lineup. Definitely a team that has depth. Uh, like we said, we'll see how uh, that really transitions once this playoffs start. There you go, guys. That is the Central Division first round we're to go down now to the Pacific, the number one seed out there, the Anaheim Ducks. Wow, that team! That team is. It seems like they're always in the playoffs, always the top three seed against yep. the Calgary Flames. Now this is the first time we'll see a uh, Canadian team in here. 
Um, who do you guys have here and why? We'll start with you this time. You have 30 seconds. Go right ahead. Yeah, Ducks getting into the playoffs for the fifth straight year here, uh, winning their division again in similar fashion as they have done in previous seasons. But I think we're going to see the same result that we have in similar seasons where the Ducks end up getting bounced early on here, like what the Flames have been able to do over the course of this year. This is a team that has really had uh, you know, to start from stem to stern to kind of uh, build its way to the playoffs. And they've gone through some uh, growing pains, but they've got some really young talent and guys like Goudreau and guys like Kachuk and they're figuring out the situation in net. I think Brian Elliott uh, backstops his way to a series win for the Flames. Huge upset there. Who do you have? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you and uh, get right on that upset train there. I like the Flames to win this one in six. They've struggled this last week of the yeah. season. Mm-hmm. They lost twice to Anaheim this last week of the season. This is a streaky team. We know they won 10 games in a row there at the end of February, into the beginning of March. Uh, and I think this is a team that has two goal- good goalies that might become great this offseason. You know, you look for goalies in particular, just heroes to, you know, new names in the Stanley Cup Finals and, the you know, in the playoffs, not even the finals. Uh, Brian Elliott, Chad Johnson, two guys, you know, st- solid goaltenders, never been great, but I think one of them could be a star this playoffs. All right. Again, going against both my experts here on the podcast, I'm going to have to switch it up and end up going with Anaheim. They're the only team the last 10 games who haven't lost a game in regulation. They're 8-0-2. Yeah. They're hot coming in the playoffs. Yeah. I think that's huge moving forward. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we got the rest of the playoffs here on JAB Podcast. So... I'm kind of new here, but I've noticed a trend. My human does this funny thing where she goes around and gets all my toys, and then she hides them in that basket by the door. You know, but it's always the same basket, and it's always in the, in the same place. And then she acts so surprised when I find them, but, you know, she's putting them in the same basket. Again. It's like, hello? That's where you put it last time. You were the worst at hide-and-go-seek. kitchen surfaces, utensils, and hands with soapy water. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year. Keep your family safer. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. We are back at the J&B Podcast. Check our website out, seatatthetea.com, Twitter, and also Instagram, Seat at the T. Uh, great stuff coming out daily. Uh, we're talking about NHL playoffs still. We're in the last segment here. <laughs> Finally, we're getting to the end. Who do you got at the top? We've got we picked the Rangers to move on, and we picked Boston to move on. Who do you have and why? Uh, I like the Rangers to win this series. Uh, I personally have Montreal coming out in, um, in the Eastern Conference Finals in my personal bracket, but I like the Rangers here. You know, I think if Lundqvist gets him out of that first series, he's going to be in the zone and you know really have a chance to go on that big playoff run. Yeah, I got the Rangers as well. I think for those reasons and for a few more here, I think uh, some of the Ranger, uh, the Rangers' youthful exuberance, guys like uh, J.T. Miller, guys like Jimmy VC are really going to start coming into their own uh, this playoffs. Uh, I think the Rangers' defense is a, a step above the Bruins' defense as well. Uh, I don't know about goaltending. We'll see how that goes with 
uh, Lundqvist which version of him we'd get, but if he doesn't come up uh, and perform the way we're used to seeing him, Anthony Rodgers is not a bad option there for the Rangers at number two. Three-panel sweep there. I think the Rangers, again, playing in the Metro and getting by. We've destroyed the, that Atlantic Division the entire year. Yeah. I mean, absolutely ate them up. I think they get the job done. Um, and I think they have to set themselves up with one of the best teams in hockey. We're going to move down to the Metro. You have the Pittsburgh Penguins, the defending Stanley Cup champions, against the number one team the last two years in regular season, the Washington Capitals. This has been the Capitals' Achilles heel for the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Who gets this job done oh. and why? Shane, we'll start with you. Yeah, seconds. this is excruciating. I, I think this might be the year that Washington finally does, uh, you know, break the streak against the Penguins. Uh, as unfortunate as that is to say for a Pittsburgh fan, uh, you'd like to think that sooner or later they're going to get off the schneid here. Pittsburgh has denied them uh, in both of their last two meetings. And, and in both of those years, Pittsburgh has gone on to win the Stanley Cup. So you'd like to think that whoever wins this matchup is going to be the clear-cut favorite to win the Stanley Cup. And uh, just on base, based on sheer luck alone, I, on based on uh, the circumstances, the third time it, them being, uh, you know, Opponents in the playoffs. I think I gotta go with Washington finally breaking it here. I'm telling you right now, whoever wins this Pittsburgh and Blue Jackets series, they're coming out of the East. You this, think so? This is a this is a fairly weak East, fairly down. Other than the Rangers, um, you know, Wash Washington. I mean, we've seen it before. Right here, buddy. Not a not a ton of not a ton of leadership. If this series happens, oh, I like the Penguins go in there and win that. six. I don't know well, about that. I, I can see this though. I could see, if the Penguins get through the Jacket series. And somehow can get is Latang out for the whole playoffs? Yeah, he's gonna be out for the next four to six months. Oh, yeah. okay. Well then, never mind. <laughs> but better hope for Brian Dumoulin there to step up. I'm gonna stick with Washington. I'm gonna stick with Washington though, just because of how banged up you are. Mm -hmm. I think Ovechkin is literally dying to get something going in the playoffs. Hope he's thirsty to keep up his great time and, and behind that, and they'll be set up a great series between Washington and New York. Yeah. So let's go to that series right now. Who you have and why? The Rangers, if that happens, Washington's not going to get there. Did <laughs> <laughs> you have Washington? Who's that? Columbus. Oh, Columbus. He's Okay, so he's got the Rangers. I mean, that that could, that could be showing you why the, that that's the first wild card seat could be so big. Because you have to go through the gauntlet. Yeah. Of one, two, or three in the Metro. So especially the way that they've uh, had it formatted here the last couple of years, the playoff formatting, I think, is it's dumb. Show. They'll, they'll yeah. fix it here soon. Do you have Washington or New York? Oh man, if, if New York makes it this far, and if Washington, uh, you know, ends up being the representative there. I think that uh, I'm just going to go with New York just based on the fact that, uh, you know, their backs are kind of up against the wall. They don't really have anything to lose against a team like Washington. So they might be a little bit more loose. They might be, you know, a little bit more inclined to kind of make that miracle uh, leap into the Stanley Cup Finals. There. So that would set up the goaltender of the year a couple years ago and Lundquist against the goaltender of the year pretty much this year besides Bobrovsky and Holtby and Dubnik in Minnesota, who would ha I mean, this would be a unique series. Yeah. You'd have Minnesota in New happen. York. Absolutely. Um, absolute bloodbath. Brothers getting at it. Absolute great, great fan bases at both the Minnesota and the Rangers in New York. Who do you have and why? Tell me the games and a key player to watch out for. You have 30 seconds. Ethan? I like Minnesota to win this series in six games. You know, I think that defensive core they have there is just outstanding, among the best in hockey. I seriously think this is a, this is a Minnesota team that could run the table. Uh, you know, actually get there. I like Minnesota. Key player to watch, Ryan Suter. It's been a massive plus for them all year. Very underrated defenseman. Just does the little things. Good puck moving. Good uh, two-way defenseman. I look for him to have a strong playoffs. You have why? Yeah, I'm going to take the other side of that table there. I think I'm going to go with the New York Rangers here. Uh, like we said, fourth. 
in the Metropolitan this year. Uh, one of the few times that they're looked at as kind of a, you know an undervalued team in the league. They've been at the top of uh, the standings for the last couple of years and haven't been able to get the job done. Uh, you know, maybe they, this year when they kind of uh, fly under the radar, uh, it, it'll be the year that they end up, uh, you know, pulling off, uh, you know, what we've thought that they've been able to pull off the last couple of years. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rangers here if that, uh, you know, all unfolds the way uh, that we saw it shake in there. I don't know yes. if that's going to be the case, but if, if it ends up being Minnesota, New York, I'm going to go with New York. All right. I'm the deciding fact of this. We have one one tie here. Uh, this happened going to Israel over winter break for myself. I sat across the table from Duncan Goldberg, one of our writers in Minnesota. He was so high on the team at that point. Dubnik has not only surprised so many people this year. Turned and, his career around. Turned his whole career around. I think he's the better goaltender. I think he wins a cup for the Minnesota Wild. I would congratulate Duncan Goldberg right now as being the Wild winning the Stanley Cup, a part of the seat of the T in the JMB <laughs> podcast. Um, but you get a participation trophy for this one. Yeah. Um, I'd say it would go six games. It would be very interesting to see what happens. But, again, huge Penguins fan, diehard Jackets fan, and diehard uh, Blue Jackets fan as well. Tomorrow, folks, get to the pigskin. If you can, the game starts, I believe, at 7.30. 7.30. 7.30. Get there early. The, the kitchen's open. Get there. They, they have four ninety nine <laughs> bonus wings for, for, yeah, for, for a pound of wings. Probably about to eat seven pounds. You got to get there early, folks. Get There's yourself a seat. The CBJ artillery will be there. The OU artillery will be there. It's going to be an exciting time. That's the end of our hockey thing. Years to stay here. We're going to bring on Jackson Schroeder before we wrap things up here at the podcast. Come on in. Pull Number up a four. seat. Pull, yeah, pull up a seat. Right. To, uh, what is this called? A table? The table. <laughs> this is the table. Can we get everyone in here? Make sure we got everyone in here. Uh, last things we want to talk about. Um, NBA. Yeah. We'll go around the table before we wrap this thing up. Will the Cavaliers get the one seed in the East? No, the Cavs won't get the one seed in the East. The Celtics have this. Uh, them losing these past couple games. There were some officiating mistakes, actually, in that Huge. Heat game. Just like the NCAA championship Just, game. Yeah. But the Cavs, but the story of it is the Cavs don't care about getting the one seed. The Cavs don't care if they play the eight seed or the seven seed. They don't care about home court advantage. They care about winning another title, and that's really what matters. I think they're going to be get to the championship game, and then we'll see what my prediction is based on that. But they're not going to get this one seed. Next week we'll have an NBA uh, playoffs, pretty much playoff picture, the whole wrap up. The NBA season finale is tomorrow. That's Wednesday. Um, huge thing moving forward. Do you think the Cavs get the number one seed? Oh, man, this team has been in disarray recently. I, I, I don't think they, they end up with the one seed. I don't know if that matters in the long run. Obviously, this Eastern Conference isn't uh, nearly as strong as the Western Conference, but this is a team that blew a 26-point lead the other night, was it not? That is exactly right. Yeah, 26 against point the, lead they can't play without LeBron. Against I'm not blaming that on any singular player. I'm just saying that. Uh, you know, right now things are not going well in Believe Land, and uh, you know maybe that belief isn't dying out, but it uh, sure certainly has faded in my mind. What do you got? Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're going to be the one seed in the East, but I don't think, quite frankly, like Jackson said, that they're particularly worried about that. I think they'll uh, come in as a two and get there. Probably one of the three, three or four teams in the NBA that can win the championship. Guys, if you're watching this on our YouTube page, huge shout out to Nate Sex Hour, Mateen Ozicek staying here late once again. We have a new intro song. We couldn't put our old song on Facebook because of the copyright thing. Oh, my God. Nick Horvath, my buddy, share, him and I share the same doctor growing up, Dr. Henderson. We met at Ohio mm -hmm. University. Gave us an unbelievable beat. I'll give you a shout-out on our Facebook post as well. 
Guys, thanks for watching. We have a couple. Uh, you want to go with the commercials one more, or our advertising one more time? Oh yeah, we got J and J Mobile Detailing, yes, Power Washing Services, of so course, as we, as we always do. Um, yeah, you want to get your car washed, cleaned, and shampooed? Head on over behind Avalanche Pizza. Get a wax as well. Again, <laughs> podcast next week at the Pigskin. Another proud sponsor of the JMB Podcast, along as well as the seat at the table. Uh, podcast next week. Watch parties the rest of the way for the Jackets and Penguin series until graduation. I might shed a tear on that one, folks. Uh, again, every single watch party for the Jackets will be at the Pigskin moving forward the rest of this semester. That is all we have for tonight at the podcast. Everyone out there, be safe. <laughs>